Leaders all over America keep searching for people to tell them what to do. Like chronic dieters, anxious parents, eager investors, and earnest seekers of personal growth, they keep searching for the answer, the method, the book, the seminar, the key that will enable them to inspire their people and transform their organizations. Many make this a habit. They are perennially easy prey for the peddlers of miracle management cures. They are readily found in all fields, and certainly in education. But there are exceptions, leaders whom I think of as savvy. Savvy school leaders don't seek serial saviors. They are often skeptics. They're not full-time skeptics, and they're certainly not cynics, but they've learned to be wary of false prophets and promises. They, too, turn to gurus for advice, but rarely. And they know that whatever they do, they should, like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, take along a small terrier. In the film classic, Dorothy, played by Judy Garland, is a Kansas farm girl who is transported to a magical land by a tornado and embarks on a quest to find the Wizard of Oz, hoping he can help her return home. She and her companions, the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, and the Cowardly Lion, find the Emerald City of Oz and reach the wizard, but he refuses to help them until they bring him the broomstick of the Wicked Witch of the West. They do, but he still berates and bullies them until Toto, Dorothy's dog, tugs aside the curtain that hides him, revealing him to be nothing but an old man using tawdry magician's tricks and a microphone. Undone, he blusters, "'Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain.' But it's too late. The wizard, they see, is a humbug. A savvy leader could have told them. America has produced a long line of management wizards. Over the past thirty years, they have proliferated. Not all have been humbugs, but too many have been gross exaggerators. Many of their prescriptions have not only failed to fulfill their promises, they have turned out to be little more than passing fads. Although veteran educators often think of their field as uniquely prone to fadism, recurring cycles of reform in which old ideas keep returning with new names, corporate America is every bit as susceptible to the same phenomenon. Alas, there has been a growing tendency to import popular corporate leadership fads and models into education, and to treat leadership itself as a kind of technology, a list of functions, techniques, and styles. These trends have been seductive to many, but the wisest school leaders have resisted them. When more is less. Leadership fads. It might seem that the knowledge base about leadership has never been greater. Countless books and articles have been published about it, including thousands about educational leadership alone. More corporate managers than ever have MBA degrees. More school administrators than ever have doctorates. Management is now widely seen as an applied science, and being an executive or administrator has come to mean acquiring and applying a body of theory and a set of skills. These skills are typically seen as portable. Once versed in the proper techniques of structuring work and supervising people, and so on, leaders can employ these in a variety of settings, a bank, an insurance company, a hospital, or a school district. Given all this, 
One might expect most of our companies, schools, and other organizations to be well-run and the need for management advice books to decline. Not so. The books on leadership just keep multiplying. As Peter Vale has noted, people everywhere continue to find their organizations mysterious, recalcitrant, intractable, unpredictable, paradoxical, absurd, and, unless it's your own ox getting gored, funny. Scott Adams continues to find fertile ground for his satire of organizational life in his Dilbert comic strip. Good leadership remains as elusive as it is important. It still resists capture.